Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York, in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. We are here with the second character creation session for Demon the Fallen Fragments. Today we are joining Tillman as he puts together his demon. Let's start right at the top, Tillman, and go over name, nature, demeanor, and all of those lovely little things above the attribute bar. Sure. I will be playing Azoth, that's the demon name, at least, um, who is taking control of Oliver Harper. And his nature is gallant. He, well, uh, he really uh, likes to be in the center of attention. His demeanor, though, is caregiver, and that ties in well with my concept. Oliver used to be a, well, wingnut uh, healer, whack job. Um, back to the demon things. The house I chose is Scourge, and the faction is Faustian. And. Uh, in a way, Azov was also a healer back during the rebellion. Any details I left out there? Can you go a little bit further into what he did during the rebellion? Sure. Um, basically, he was uh, in the back line working um, on healing the uh, humans who were fighting for, well, for the uh, cause of Lucifer. Um, I think uh, he... He never really um, experienced uh, the atrocities uh, of using these humans as slaves, and he only got to um, know these things uh, through, well, what he saw when he tried to heal them. Basically, um, he slowly realized it secondhand, as he wasn't actually a fighter. Okay. All right, now let's move on to attributes. We'll develop the character's history a little bit later on. Um, let's start with, you know, you've got your physical, looks like that is secondary, social's primary, mental's tertiary. Yes. Um, explain how you think, or explain how you envision all of this manifesting in uh, Azoth slash Oliver. Yeah, Oliver is not that great at anything. <laughs> but I chose social um, as primary because that's what he actually needs in his day-to-day business. He has very high charisma and manipulation. His appearance is very standard, but uh, he gets by by, well, drawing people to him. And uh, his mental attributes are all very mediocre, including intelligence and wits. But, well, he manages to get by, but just saying a lot of things and not really making sense, but just drawing people in. Also, his physical attributes are, well, slightly above standard, but not very 
very interesting. This also ties into the abilities. He has lots and lots of abilities. Uh, with talents being his primary, knowledges being secondary, and skills being tertiary. But in no ability has more than two dots. Again, the same idea. He, he has a basic understanding of many, many things, but that's where it ends. He's not good at anything, really. But he's very convinced uh, that he's a genius. So he has just enough knowledge to bullshit his way through most things. Yeah, but anyone... most people wouldn't notice unless he accidentally meets an expert in a specific field. Okay, that's where I was about to go next. The abilities that he does have at two dots, such as like Brawl, Intimidation, Subterfuge, Performance, how did he, uh, Alertness and Awareness as well, how did he develop those up to that level, or is that the influence of Azoth? Um, I think with... Awareness, Brawl, and Intimidation, it's probably the influence of Azov. And Subterfuge and Performance was there before. That's what he uses uh, in his day-to-day -day life. Alertness probably too. He's, he's not really... Um, well, he's uh, aware of what he could do to get people to do what he wants. And it isn't really an empathy thing. He just um, notices... Uh, certain aspects about people around him and starts pushing their buttons in a salesperson kind of way. Now let's move on to his backgrounds. That's where I spent most of my freebie points. Um, being a, well, a <laughs> self-declared uh, healer, Oliver managed to acquire a lot of fame with three dots on the sheet. And he also is filthy rich. Like he got rich really fast with selling various uh, health tonics and, I don't know, pink salt and um, coffee extract and all these things. Mm. He also was very quick on the uptake of selling things through the internet, but also established like a, a pyramid scheme, uh, selling on through a catalog that he spreads around his, uh, around his, well, cult is probably not the right word, but... Um, that particular scene, like the health not yeah, scene. Yeah, the, the scene, exactly. And he has two uh, dots and followers, which um, basically these are the two people that support him with that. Um, both are very convinced of um, what he's selling and definitely want to support the idea and help him with the business side of things. He also has one dot in influence, not really political influence, but... Um, I take it as influence in the scene. Like he could stir things up if he wanted to. So among the health nuts, he's kind of a name. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And uh, for Azov, there's one dot in Paragon, which I believe uh, just allows me to re-roll if I fail on my law. Yes. Which so, is right. the law of awakening. I've put all my three dots into that. Not taking firmament or winds. And it's basically all healing powers. Which ties into Oliver, and it's probably why Azoth was attracted to him as a vessel to begin with. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a certain connection there, but also they don't really fit together. Maybe it was the wrong choice on part of Azoth. <laughs> like trying to fit into a shoe that's a little too small. Yeah, 
Or maybe uh, Azov got the wrong idea of what a healer is, and he should have picked a doctor instead. Now looking at virtues here, I see that conscience is low at one. Yeah, and that I think is again on part of Oliver. Um, he's kind of an asshole. Like he uh, takes advantage of gullible people, and he's also not a very uh, social, caring kind of person. Even though he has that. Has that reputation? Okay. Um, he, I think he's probably very self-centered, and would rather choose his own good over like doing something for uh, someone else. Um, he probably had to deal with the fact that at some point in his life, some uh, one uh, in his uh, customer base or in the scene of um, alternative health junkies refused proper treatment, but got his uh, apple cider vinegar body rub treatment or whatever, and then got seriously ill or even uh, died because he or she didn't get treatment. But still, Oliver continued because it gives him money. The almighty dollar. And convictions at two, courage is at three. Yes. I think the courage definitely comes from Azov, not really Oliver. Oliver may have had a courage of two or one. Uh, I don't think it was critically low, but not special. Okay. Standard Torment, three. Yes. Uh, five willpower, four faith. Yes, I think I put one of my uh, freebie points into faith, if I recall correctly. All right. Now, I asked this question of Slavic. Is Oliver's soul gone, or is it buried somewhere in the dark recesses of his brain while Azoth is just riding him around? Hmm, good question. I haven't really decided on that, but... Honestly, I like the idea that he isn't gone completely, uh, but somehow buried in there. Um, since I also really like the idea that I took from one of the intro texts that Azov basically inherited many of the personality traits of Oliver and can't just shake them off. So in a way, he uh, turned from being a demon into being a somewhat bad human. <laughs> and how does he feel about that? Does he want to get rid of those personality traits or is he just trying to adjust to them as best he can? Uh, I think he he isn't 100% aware of all those. Uh, he probably wants to get rid of um, some of the nastier uh, aspects of Oliver, also linked maybe to low courage and very low conscience. Um, that he actually has more of an interest in helping people than Oliver isn't just interested in uh, resources or money, but quickly realizes uh, how much he can do with them and how dependent he is on them in, well, the, in the human world. Um, but I think he's not very aware just how much of um, like a rich asshole he is because he, um, he doesn't understand the concept yet or... Um, isn't really exposed to the negative aspects of it. And uh, one thing that I had asked all the players to do is to sort of, after I had came up, you know, to ask this after Slavic's character creation session, but one thing that I asked all the players to do was to come up with some connection between their character and the homeless. Yeah, this is a bit loosely connected with Oliver because, well, he's, he's super rich now, but in my backstory, I... Uh, but when Oliver was younger, uh, basically 
just finished with uh, high school, he quickly cut ties with his family due to, well, problems with them. And he definitely got into like the wrong crowd. And maybe he lived his uh, adult life a little bit too fully um, with like the drug party scene. Uh, he got lucky, but a friend of his wasn't so lucky and overdosed on something. But at least Oliver was clever enough to then, well, also cut ties with those people. Um, but I think he's still, um, well, he's aware of this scene. And um, when he found out he could make stupid amounts of money with this uh, health nonsense stuff, he quickly realized there's these, um, well, these, I guess, hippie homeless people, uh, urban survivalists. Is that the word, guide, uh, guys? Uh, it's like urban survivalist, urban, urban primitives. Yeah, that he could uh, sell all kinds of stuff to, and they would eat it up easily. But I think within those uh, groups, there's probably uh, like a dark corner with actual homeless people who just well, get stuck in this situation. Okay. I think I haven't described any appearances yet. Go ahead and do that. So Oliver is... Not very good looking, but an opposing figure just through his charisma. He is short. He's kind of fat. Uh, he's got very pink skin and a greasy ponytail that just doesn't look right. He also, I think he would wear clothes that he thinks uh, befit um, a rich man like him, but really are just awful. Like there, there's no style to them. It's just something that's expensive. Like he would wear ill-fitting suits, buy very expensive. Uh, I don't know. Um, not really tailors because it's not tailored to him, but just expensive suits that aren't very well fitted to him because he tries to maybe cover up his his belly and whatnot. So he'll grab something expensive off the rack and then just run with it without thinking about you know yeah. getting it tailored. Yeah, he never picks the right ties either. He just buys uh, glowing colors that he thinks look good and draw attention to him. Okay, so he, he's a bit of a fashion mess. Yeah. Okay. What was the situation that allowed Azoth to take over Oliver? Oh, right. So um, Oliver, once he became filthy rich, lived his life to its fullest. Like he would go on vacation to very expensive resource whenever he could and eat and drink whatever he could find and lots of it. And one drunk night during one of his vacations, uh, he was ambushed by two young people who were armed and they, well, they threatened him and wanted his money. He wasn't really uh, very capable of anything other than going home at that moment. So uh, I think in shock, he, well, he slipped along a wall or fell forwards and one of the guys panicked and instantly shot him. So he was bleeding out, not dead immediately, but I think that's the moment when Azov basically took over and offered to preserve the life of him. Okay. Did he offer or did he just sort of step in and say, hey, this is happening now? Well, <laughs> how coherent is a completely drunk uh, idiot? Good bleeding point. out. So I think Azov 
thinks very much that he offered it, but didn't. <laughs> he basically pushed it onto Oliver and it happened. Okay. Now, does Oliver have any family connections or any other mortal connections that interfere with or otherwise impact Azoth on a regular basis? He has his two followers that he is definitely in regular contact with. And I think in a way they adore Oliver. Um, I'm not sure how much that would actually um, get in the way of Azoth. Um, his family ties are pretty well broken and I don't think uh, Oliver was the kind of guy to give any of his money to the family that well in his story has abandoned him years ago but I think uh, Oliver was also the kind of guy who during his vacations got into affairs he shouldn't have had and so maybe there's some uh, some people now who actually would try to, well, uh, get revenge maybe or uh, step in and stop him or pry a little money out of him when they can. Okay, so he might have an enemy or two somewhere in his history. Yeah. I don't think they're organized or anything, but he definitely has a couple of, uh, well, broken promises and envious people along his way. Okay. Now, I noticed you didn't take any merits or flaws. Yeah, uh, I thought about it in many ways. I think uh, I just want to try out uh, how I think uh, I want to play the character because I don't want to end up like mm, picking something that never takes effect. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think there's a flaw that... Um, yeah, I think the uh, the flaw lazy would kind of fit uh, him well because he's so not in shape. <laughs> uh, okay. I, f- I think it gives uh, gives me a it gives me negatives on all uh, physical uh, roles that I have to um, do in combat or that I didn't plan on. So if I planned on it, I don't have the negative. But if I just have to react to something, I have a negative. Maybe. I think it was that. It's just so many flaws. <laughs> yes. And merits. There are quite a few in the player's guide. Yeah, obviously I don't want to take any that would completely break the game. Like blind, even though I said that jokingly. <laughs> or not jokingly. Okay, so with lazy, you must make a willpower roll difficulty 6 to take care of any routine tasks not directly related to your character's demonic activities. Oh, such so it's as, completely different in this yeah. game. Such as paying the electric bill or getting the t- car's tires rotated. Uh, I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> See here. Your character has trouble motivating herself to do anything. She'd rather sit around the house watching TV and thinking of doing something with her life than actually getting up and doing it. She tends to complain loudly when there's work to do, and she likes to let things slide until the last possible moment. And then That... Would be kind of interesting. Is there a flaw that you think would fit well? Because I'm kind of lost in the list. Maybe there's something that you... Um, I can certainly look through the list and see if there's one that really... There's the obese flaw, but I don't think... I mean, he's kind of fat, but I don't think he's morbidly obese. Okay, well, in that case, it may not fit very well. Hmm. But I can go through the list, and we can do an addendum to this, maybe on the first session yeah 
touch that up. It, it's kind of how I prefer it because. Um, but if we are adding the lazy flaw, that does give you one more point to play around with elsewhere on your sheet. Hmm. So you don't have to spend that now. You can think about it and we can do the addendum. I would prefer it, I think. Okay. So I can try out the character a little bit and then maybe I find something that actually really fits and at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like trying on a new pair of shoes. Got to see yeah. how everything fits and what you can do with them. Yeah. Okay. So how how old was Oliver? Oh, right. Uh, I think he was in his 30s. I didn't specify it further. Um, but he definitely, uh, in his early 20s, he had those rough years. Then I think in his mid to late 20s, he did a whole lot of nothing. Like, okay. Worked a couple of small jobs here and there, but then didn't show up for a while or something like that. And he never had any further education, I think. And I think he probably in his very late 20s to early 30s would have started with this uh, health tonic nonsense. And it was an instant uh, success. Making Maybe a after lot of a money. string of you know, like retail jobs and fast food jobs, he finally yeah. fell into this. Yeah. And he was uh, on the height of it, or at least on one of the heights of it. So it couldn't have been that long ago, really. Or someone would have probably stepped in and sued him for something. <laughs> as things go. Very true. Definitely as things go. All right. Are there any last minute notes or comments you have on the character that you'd like to express to the viewers? I think we covered most things, right? I believe so. So, all right. Well, then, we will welcome Oliver Harper slash Azoth into the game in our first session, the date of which is still to be determined. We've got two more character creation sessions to go. But thank you for joining us, folks, and we look forward to the next character creation session. Take care. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. 
They're coming. <laughs> the Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> <laughs>